Hey guys, welcome to Big Laws Official. Today on Talking Strongman, I have the up-and-coming superstar of Strongman, Evan Singleton, North American Giants Live Open winner last year, and he's gunning for the world title this year. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. How about yourself, sir? I'm really good. Just um, enjoying doing all these kind of chats with you guys. It's been it's been really good fun. I've had, I've been able to chat to a lot of the the old sort of legends, and I'm enjoying chatting to you, kind of new guys on the way up. And you've you've kind of you know you've made a a, a good start to your career because you sort of just burst on the scene from absolutely nowhere, or what seemed like absolutely nowhere. Obviously, I saw you at the at Giants Live um, North American the year before when um, I took my last international win. And then yes, a year are. later, you're winning that show and qualifying to compete in the World's Strongest Man. Oh, yeah. It's been an interesting journey, to say the least. Yeah, well, take us back to the start, because you started off in wrestling, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Uh, going all the way back to my, uh, my middle school and high school days, I was an amateur wrestler. And towards the, uh, I want to say, sophomore, junior year, maybe around 15, 16, I started taking it a little bit more seriously instead of just something to do to get out of the house. Um, and that's, I, I can honestly say I attribute to a lot of my mindset as far as, uh, wanting to push myself and wanting to, to like, you, you just realizing that there's no way around it. You need to really put the work in. You really need to work hard for the goals that you set for yourself. Nothing's going to be given to you. Um, I learned that at an earlier age with wrestling and I'm very thankful for that. And that mindset helped me get all the way to, uh, I am. Tw I was 24th in the nation for freestyle wrestling my senior year, which is not bad. Um, and yeah, after I want to say maybe my junior year of high school, I decided to become uh, after high school professional wrestler. I always enjoyed it. I always enjoyed the showmanship, the 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 superstars and the, the moves, the storylines. I enjoyed it very much. So I uh, I pursued that after I graduated high school and. Within six months of graduating high school, I was offered a contract with WWE. That's that's pretty awesome. I mean, I when I was younger, I was a huge WWE fan, particularly originally with like the guys like Hulk Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior, yep. Undertaker, and then you know to the kind of Attitude Era of like oh, Stone yeah. Cold and The Rock and Triple <laughs> H and those kind of guys. I used to love it. I don't really watch it so much anymore, but back then yeah, I thought it was awesome. It's, it seems to have kind of like got a bit um, more family orientated again, hasn't it? Yeah, I want to say after the Attitude Era is when they started, uh, they changed the rating to PG. That's when they that's when they had their whole thing with uh, the World Wildlife Federation and they changed their name to WWE. And then uh, obviously the biggest demographic, it's the biggest moneymaker is selling to kids because yeah. you sell to kids, then you're going to bring the parents in by default. So it's just more of a money-making uh, strategy for them. So yeah, it's definitely more kid-oriented now. Oh, it's, it's, it's all good, but um, yeah, definitely the guys like The Rock and Stone Cold, Triple H, oh, yeah. the Generation X, all those kind of, you know, that was, <laughs> and then before that, I used to love like, well, originally The Undertaker, he was kind of like my favourite, and then oh, yeah. like, the, the Ultimate Warrior coming in, like shaking the ropes and going like a <laughs> complete madman, and obviously everyone got hooked into Hulkamania. Hulkamania <laughs> yeah, ran wild. <laughs> and obviously you, you've brought a lot of that wrestling kind of background into your performances in the strongman is it's quite funny because you get a mixed reaction you, you uh, yeah, some people, uh, some people it's, love it's a little it. bit of a, an interesting contrast between uh the people that watch me compete because on one hand you'll get guys who are like uh like i get messages from people like dude i love your enthusiasm i love the the energy that you bring to it i like that you're talking a little bit of smack because it's different you don't see that that much and then you get 
the guys on the other spectrum who are like, this isn't wrestling anymore. You need to cut that shit out. And, and that there's no place for that in strong man. There's, there's a decent amount of heat I get for it too, but it just comes <laughs> with the territory. So I'm all right with it. So do you, do you find with like the, the smack talking stuff, is it just, it is just showmanship or is there anyone you particularly don't like that it makes it easier for you to, to be kind of, you know, offensive towards? Um, it's an interesting, it's, it's an interesting answer to that. I want to start by saying I have absolutely no hard feelings towards any fellow competitors, any legends such as yourself. I have no ill will towards anybody. Um, I, I feel like there's a brotherhood in strongman that I greatly respect. I have a lot of respect for it. We all know how hard we work to get to where we are. And I think that in and of itself, it commands respect from us. And we're all very tight. We're all, I would say for the most part, we're pretty close. Now with, with that being said, uh, there are some guys where uh, a perfect example of this, and he's going to, he's going to laugh as soon as he sees this, but uh, on uh, Luke Richardson, yeah. he's my buddy. I love Luke. Uh, we, we mess around all the time, but uh, pretty much the entire conversations that we have through like Instagram messaging is just us shit talking each other, like back and <laughs> forth. Like uh, uh, he'll call me a uh, 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 buck tooth yank or something like that. And then I'll call him. Oh, you're just a dirty red coat. Nobody cares. And it's, he bring, he brings it out in me. And there's a couple of guys that I compete against that are like that. Uh, so, so if some guys get, get torched a little bit more than others it's just because that we have that relationship where we just go back and forth all the time it's all in good fun that's uh, fun man. and i think i think a lot of the younger guys kind of really get into it as well don't they they they, they seem to enjoy it a bit more yeah yeah from from the experiences that i've had with talking smack a lot of the guys uh that are younger will engage with a little bit more outside of like uh mateus Kiloskowski, just because he's oh, he's, he's a terminator <laughs> oh, oh hell yeah he is he's stone-faced the entire time he's 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 set to kill. So <laughs> I would say outside of him, the younger guys are probably uh, more susceptible to the trash talking than the older guys. We, we need to have a good bit of trash talk between you and Oberst. That would be, that would be entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I would enjoy that very much. I'm sure he would as well. So I, already have, I already have a couple of things scribbled down for him just in case he wants to get smart. So. <laughs> he's, he's, he tends to direct it towards Eddie and Brian, but um, yeah. you, you never know. You may be on his radar soon. <laughs> hey, all I have to say is bring it. I used to get paid to talk smack, so bring it. So when you were doing the wrestling, I mean, that is, that is just as important as being a good wrestler, isn't it? In, oh, yeah. Um, with, with, pro, with pro wrestling, there's athleticism. Uh, you need to have a good memory because you need to remember high spots in the match. Uh, uh, reading the crowd is also something that they teach you how to do. Um, obviously, mic skills, you need to be able to talk on the microphone. Um, just there's a lot of stuff that goes into pro wrestling that I don't think a lot of people fully appreciate. So, so t tell us a bit about the training because I've, I've, I've seen a few documentaries and I can see it's brutally hard in the, you know, especially old school. I don't know what it was like so much for you, but I've seen some of these like old school wrestling schools, Stu Hart's kind of dungeon and things like that, where yep. he just used to beat the crap out of these guys and toughen them up <laughs> with, you know, it's not what you call sophisticated, like smart training. It's just break these guys as much as you can. And if they keep coming back, then we're going to teach them how to do it properly. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. Uh, <laughs> I would say that it is kind of like that to an extent. When I was in it, there was three tiers. There was first tier, which is like new to wrestling. <clears throat> Excuse me, not a lot of uh, experience and all of that good stuff. Tier two, you've been in, in a couple uh, a couple of years. You kind of get the feel of knowing what you're doing. And then there's tier three where the tier three guys are pretty much getting molded to move up to the main roster with like Raw, SmackDown, and then they'll start doing pay-per-views and storylines and stuff like that. Um, 
but tier tier one and tier two, the ones that I had experiences with were pretty much just uh, testing your athletic ability. You need to be able to dive into the ring. You need to be able to do all the acrobatic movements. I mean, a uh, perfect example is The Rock. When he was wrestling, he would do the kip up, how he'd be laying on the ground, and then all of a sudden he would just kick his feet up, and then he'd land on his feet. I was able to do that, like, over and over and over again. And that's just something that we practice. Having that athleticism is something that they really, really drive into every, every uh, uh, entertainer. Uh, and obviously that, you know, that athleticism has kind of been good for you going forward into your strongman. Because obviously, I mean, well, how far did you get to in wrestling? Did you actually get to TV shows? Um, I did, but they weren't Raw or SmackDown. Uh, right now, currently, the brand is called NXT. I was yep. on NXT. Okay, cool. That's cool. And um, so when you, when you kind of f finished the wrestling, was, there was it just like a void and you needed something to focus on? Or, or was strongman something that you'd always kind of, you know, wanted to pursue? Now, strongman is something that I wasn't was never in the forefront of my mind, but I always knew what it was, and I I can't necessarily say that I followed it, but I was always like intrigued by it. Like, oh yeah, that's that's the thing that that guys are picking up cars and 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 big boulders and stuff. That's pretty cool, but it was never at the forefront of my mind. Now, coming from wrestling, where uh, aesthetics are important, you need to you need to have a good physique that really helps with your uh, your progress up the roster. Um, so aesthetics were kind of important to me now after I got out of wrestling I fell into a little bit of a slump uh, I was dealing with a lot of a lot of issues and I wasn't able to train I wasn't eating properly I, I put on a lot of really I would say bad weight okay. and I ballooned up to around 380 385 and just wow. it was really it was bad weight like it was unhealthy weight sure. so after after I got out of uh after I got out of a little bit of the slump when I was greenlit to go back to the gym and start exercising again, uh, I made the commitment to myself that I'm tired of looking in the mirror and not liking what I'm seeing. I'm tired of feeling uh, bad for myself. So uh, feeling like, like, like I just, I'm, I'm not able to do anything just because of how I look and what I do. So I made the commitment to myself that I'm going to try bodybuilding. I want to be able to look in the mirror and I want to be able to, I want to be able to like what I see. I want to, I'm, I've never been the leanest person. I've always been a bigger guy. So I, it, it could be cool to see what I look like with abs. I've never had those before. So yeah, I was, I was young. So I fell into that. Um, I did bodybuilding for about seven, eight months of very, very strict dieting. I cleaned up my diet a hundred percent. I got rid of all the soda and all the junk food I was eating eight, seven, eight months of just very, very strict dieting. I ended up dropping 140 pounds. Wow. And uh, <laughs> I, yeah, and then I jumped on stage at about 240, 245. Okay. That's a, uh, an incredible loss of, in body weight. Yeah, I cut off an entire lightweight competitor. <laughs> <laughs> but where, uh, where Strawman came from is uh, after I got done with my first bodybuilding show, all right, I dropped the weight. I got into better shape. I proved that I could do it to myself. I have the trophy and the pictures to back it up. All right, cool. Um, this is awful. I hate the diet. <laughs> <laughs> so there's, there's, I, I've been competitive for all of my life. So I needed that competitive outlet and I'm sure you can understand what that feels like. Very so, much so. I wanted to look for something because I always, I always loved the way that lifting weights made me feel. So I wanted to do something competitive that was weightlifting related and I already did bodybuilding. So I'm moving on to the next, the next category. So for me, the next category was, it was either going to be uh, powerlifting or strongman. Yeah. 
I found the gym where I currently reside at McMillan's Training Systems in Lancaster, and um, they are a powerlifting and strongman gym. And I actually, if I remember correctly, I had the intention of starting with powerlifting because it was a little bit more familiar to me than strongman. It's just simple squat bench deadlift. And I go into the gym and I take a tour with the owner and there's a guy doing log press, log clean and press. And I'm like, okay, all right, well, what's this about? So after his set was over, I walked over to him and I started a conversation with him. I started talking to him a little bit and he actually invited me to join him. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not doing anything for the rest of the day. Why not? I'll give it a try. And after that day of log training and then finished with shoulders and all that good stuff, I was like, hmm, well, did log. It was actually really fun. It was, it was weird and it was different, but it, was, it, it seemed pretty cool. So why don't I just try this for a little bit? And I want to say after a solid two weeks of strongman training, I was like, yep. I'm hooked. This, this is it. <laughs> uh, this, this is what it feels good. I'm, I'm, in, I'm having a blast doing it. I like the feeling of getting stronger. This is it. This is, this is what I'm going to pursue. That's awesome. But what, I think I always try and kind of get the point across that you have to enjoy this. And oh, absolutely. You know, like you absolutely. say, you, you did the bodybuilding, but it just wasn't for you. You're thinking about powerlifting, and then you, you suddenly find something that you enjoy. That makes mm -hmm. it so much easier. It absolutely. Just, if you enjoy going to the gym every day, you enjoy the, the process of getting stronger. It makes doing this sport much, much better because it's tough. I go, I, you know, I've, I've said that to many people. It's not an easy sport, but it is fun. And you do find 99.9% .9 of the guys that do it at all levels, top level, right down to, to you know, beginners. They're a nice bunch of guys to, just to be around. Whereas sometimes, sometimes, I mean, I've got friends, friends that do bodybuilding. And they're, they're friends of mine. And it, when it gets close to a contest, I don't want to be around them. Yep. They're miserable, I was the exact same way. I was the exact same way. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know. towards, the, uh, towards the end of the stretch with the whole dieting thing, I had my show picked out. And I was getting ready. Once it started dwindling down, you started doing that water cut. Uh, you start taking out carbs. Oh, man, you're a miserable bastard. <laughs> oh, you're, you're, you hate life. <laughs> yeah it's and then obviously you've got the the fact that when you compete in bodybuilding i mean the, the best guy normally wins but it is an opinion rather than yes you know. exactly that i would say that that i would say honestly alongside of uh i would say alongside of the uh the lack of happiness i get out of the diet is probably my number one contribution to enjoying strongman significantly more than bodybuilding is it's not subjective there's yeah. no way to bias it. There's no way to uh, uh, unfairly judge it. At the end of the day, if you have the fastest time, if you get the most amount of reps, if you have the heaviest amount of weight, then you win. You can't argue with that. And yeah. I, I, that's an aspect of the sport that I really appreciate. Me too. It's, it's, it's probably what hooked me in the first place. As, you know, like you say, being the fastest, doing the most reps or lifting the most weight, job done. And I, I yep. love that competitiveness and that competitive side of just wanting to do better all the time and i see it in yourself you just you you can tell you you really just want to keep improving keep getting better and be the absolute best in the world one day that's the that's the goal for you yes sir i've uh uh despite the mixed reactions that i've gotten when i told people especially around the time where i first started because i was i'm one of those people where if i set my uh, a goal on something i right out of the gate i'll set it high yeah. And what I mean by that is I want to say once after that two week uh, period of me just getting hooked into strongman training, I made the commitment to myself that one day I am going to win the world's strongest man. 
I made that commitment to myself. I did that when I was in high school and I told people, I told people that I went to, to high school with, I told teachers that after high school, I'm interested in pursuing professional wrestling. And a lot of people laughed at me. A lot of people said, Oh, you shouldn't be doing that. Uh, that's for kids. That's dumb. That's, that's unobtainable. Um, uh, I had a teacher actually tell me to my face that I need to set more realistic goals for myself. And I went out and after six months out of high school, I proved them all wrong. So, I've heard all those things before myself. I, you know, I, I can sit here and honestly, honestly say people told me, why are you doing that? You're wasting your time from teachers at school, friends that I considered like best friends at the time, you know, yep. even, you know, not my close family, but family members have looked at me like, What's oh, yeah. doing? you know, um, doctors, <laughs> doctors, when <laughs> I have an injury, why are you doing this? This is stupid. Go and get a real job. But to me, it was like turning around to them and telling them to go and get another job and not be a doctor. You know, this for yeah, me was exactly. what, what exactly. I had to do and what I wanted to do. And, you know, nothing was going to stop me, to be honest. It's, um, it's sad because I've, I've spoken many times about losing a bit of that hunger. And it, it's a sad thing to admit to yourself. But yeah. when I was your age, I was an animal. I would push myself to the absolute limits. And there was nothing that was going to get in my way. If my, I actually had to quit a job once because they wouldn't let me go to World's Strongest Man. So it's funny that you say that I've done that same thing. I did that same thing last year when I went to world strongest man, it was the last year that you competed. Um, the job that I was currently working at, they told me that, um, they were not going to allow me the time off needed because I was going there as an alternate and equipment tester. And I told them I'm going to need like, like a week, week and a half off to go do this, this amazing, like, potentially once in a lifetime opportunity thing. I'm not going to miss this. I, I need this time off. And they told me no. So I ended in my two week notice. <laughs> I'm going to this, whether you guys like it or not. When you, you, you have that, that mentality and you, you're driven to be the absolute best, nothing's yep. going to get in your way. And I, I honestly believe 95% of the guys that go to worlds, all of us, when we started, whether we, you know, vocally say it or not, we all are like, I'm going to be the world's strongest man. It's just, <laughs> if, if you're not thinking like that, you don't, I mean, you know, you, you, you're someone who's going to say it out loud. I'm someone that keeps it a bit more internal, but inside myself, you know, look at Zadrunas. He's not a, a brash kind of, you know, cocky talker, yep. but that man is, has a, an era of confidence in himself. You know, he's got yep. an aura about him and he believes he's the best. And I was the same. I believed I was going to be, you know, one of the best strong men on the planet. And I think if you and look don't at you, have that, you did. <laughs> for I was I was I did okay, but oh, don't sell yourself short. You are literally the legend, the warrior, Lawrence Saleh. I'm not going to sit here on your show and let you undersell yourself. That's not happening. Oh, well, I appreciate that. No, that's that's kind of you know I, I was lucky to travel all over the world with this sport, meet some incredible people. I've won some incredible battles. I've unfortunately had some you know bad experiences as well, but I wouldn't change a second of it. And you know people. If if someone said go and get a different job and do something else, I I kind of tell them no. I do this over again, and and I'm continuing now to just push the sport in a different way. I, as you can tell, you know you've spoken to me away from from the cameras and stuff. You know how passionate I am about the sport. Absolutely. And um, seeing it grow and seeing it get better, and just staying involved like I am. I'm you know I'm quite happy now. Just getting a little bit smaller, staying reasonably strong. I can't, I can't imagine ever being tiny and, and, and not being strong. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I kind of tease my mates in the gym. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm weak now. And it's, it's all relative. You're weak for me, you know? Of course. It's like, of course. You know, there's 
competing at world's strongest man in your peak form and there's being you know six months out of that it's, I'm, i've not turned to yeah. mush and you know i can still lift some decent weights so it, it makes me <laughs> laugh when people think oh you're just going to get like fat and weak i was like i'm still training i can still you know i've just changed yeah. the goals a little bit but it's yeah like a lot of a lot of people don't understand that like a, a lot of people that i talk to say aren't you worried about what you're going to be like when you're like in your 50s and 60s like you're not going to be able to walk and stuff like that it's like like, this is a hard sport, and it takes a toll on our body. Don't get me wrong. I fully acknowledge that, but we're not going to cripple ourselves. Like, I'm not – as soon as I'm done with Strongman, I'm not going to give up on all exercise, weight training, and all of that because at the end of the day, the feeling of lifting weights is what started me on this journey in the first place. I'm just going to give that up. Yeah, I think someone like yourself, you're very similar to oh, – I've spoken to many of the athletes, and it's quite funny. We're all very similar. We're all driven by goals. Yep. You know, all of us have whether, you know, and, and most of us come from different sporting backgrounds. You know, yep. we, we, we just change the goal. That's all, all we do. And it's, it, it, that was important for me when I, when I kind of stepped away. It was right. I've got to find a new goal because if I don't, yep. that's when the depressive, you know, depression kind of side of things kicks in oh, for yeah. me. And I, I feel lost. Whereas when I'm focused on something, I'm great. And it just gives me structure. And I think you're the same with that, aren't you? You need that kind of focus in your life. A hundred percent. That's, that's, that's what led me to balloon up to 385 in the first place, because I stopped wrestling because I got a head injury and I wasn't greenlit to uh, exercise. I couldn't get in the ring to, to keep wrestling. I could, I was, I was incredibly limited on everything that I could do out of fear of aggravating my injury. So that's exactly what you said. I didn't have a goal. I didn't, I felt like I didn't have a purpose. I felt like I was in purgatory. So I, it was it was slippery slope, and I just kept dwindling and just went deeper and deeper into that black hole of depression. Yeah, well, it's good to see how you got out of it, and you you know you're now one of the top strongmen on the planet, looking to compete at worlds this year. You've qualified yes, for this year, so um, have you have you had the invite yet? Because obviously this yeah. year is strange. I've gotten uh, I've gotten my official invite for World's Strongest Man. Um, I'm I'm very excited about that, and uh, I'm just hoping that it happens in November. Honestly. Because so keeping our fingers I'll, I'll, crossed at the moment. Yeah, definitely fingers crossed. I would say, uh, I would say the first time that they canceled it, it was supposed to be something like May. Yeah. Of this year, um, it was supposed to be in May. And I'll be honest with you, I think that my training where I was at, I probably wasn't ready to make as good of an impact as I would have liked. Um, I, I I can confidently say that come November, I will bring the best package that anybody has seen of the T Rex to competition stage. So that. I'm really looking forward to. I hope it goes on because I'll be in the best and strongest and fastest shape of my life. Awesome. It's good to hear. So what kind of, what kind of numbers are we hitting at the moment in the gym? What's, the, what's your PBs uh, currently? Well, right now I have a 900 deadlift. I'm very excited about that. I, haven't, I have been dreaming of hitting 400 kilos for pretty much ever since I started. I mean, once, once you go from amateur to pro, you always dream about hitting when it comes to deadlift, the 400 kilo mark. That's kind of like your initiation into, okay, you're a serious competitor. <laughs> so uh, I, I, what is 900? It's 405. is 410. 410 kilos, yep. So I've got 410. I was, I was uh, honestly the first time that I hit that, I, I, I cried a little bit. I'm not even because <laughs> I don't, I don't I'm now because of my bodybuilding training, I did, I never deadlifted because when you're bodybuilding, you're trying to get the the perfect V taper and then the X shape uh, with big legs, a tiny waist, and then a big upper body. Yeah. And deadlifting will will increase the size of your muscles in your lower back, and it kind of takes away from that that V taper a little bit. So when I was a bodybuilder, I never deadlifted. When I started bodybuilding, when I started strongman, 
<laughs> my uh and I know I know my buddy who watches this video, George, he's gonna watch this and he's gonna laugh because he was there when I did it. My personal best when I started strongman was six hundred pounds, complete with uh stalling at the knees, hitching, ev like like everything. I, I had to pull out everything just to get that lift. And uh now I'm sitting at three hundred pounds heavier than that. So I'm quite happy with the progress that I made. Very with good that. progress. I've never been a good deadlifter, but it's nice to finally get some progress on that. I'm uh, I am currently at uh, 400 kilo log, uh, 200 kilo log. Excuse me, <laughs> 200. <laughs> I'm always getting my numbers wrong because I yep. talk to some people in pounds, some people in you know kilograms, <laughs> and then when I'm coaching, sometimes I just I just randomly put out numbers in my head that, that are numbers that I lift. So then yep. I'm, I'm training like, you know, these beginners and I'll, instead of saying like 90 kilos on a log, I'll say 190 kilos. And yep. Looking at me like that, so, oh, I, I didn't mean that. So, I, I mean 90. I know what I meant in my head, but it comes out wrong sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do that. I, I did it a few times in the, the, the World Ultimate Strongman commentary. And I was like, oh, yeah. oh what are you doing? The people are going to be kind of in the, in the comments below. But um, I, I know what I'm saying inside just sometimes. <laughs> yeah, it's just coming out is the hard part. Yeah. <laughs> but a 400 kilo log would be immense <laughs> yeah that would be a, a little bit of an accomplishment Just a little bit so you've done you've done 200 kilos on the log yep i have a 200 kilo log i'm 410 deadlift uh i've hit recently um i'm gonna start i'm gonna stop with the kilos because uh you can yeah because i'm pounds, not gonna do that cool. to my head uh i just hit 575 on bench um okay. that's good uh, I would say that probably my best event is farmers. Um, I would argue that it's probably farmers just because I'm able to, uh, I have a very good grip and I'm fast. Yeah. So I take pride in my speed. So I would say that I'm probably my max farmers that I've ever done was 440 per hand, uh, 200 kilos per hand for 50 feet. And that was like 12 ish seconds. So, honestly, the hardest part was the pick. <laughs> Everything else was fine. <laughs> That's impressive. I, I loved like the heavy farmers events, and it, it just yep. starting to come back. They kind of vanished for a while in strongman. Yeah, they the did. Level, yeah. there wasn't so much emphasis on grip, whereas now it's kind of coming back in, and it's good to see because I think it's a great event. Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I like. I've always enjoyed the farmers, the uh, the frame without straps. Yeah. Uh, Classic, the Hercules hold, Mark yeah. Felix, the <laughs> God amongst men, Mark Felix with his baseball mitt hands. <laughs> but Mark's uh, grip yeah, gets I, way I too much attention on here. What's that? <laughs> I said Mark's grip gets way too much attention on here. It's like I, I'm no. like you. I, I've I've got a, a good grip, and I don't like when Mark's in the same comp. It just makes me feel. Yeah, like I don't either. It's like okay, well, I guess I'm just going to compete for a second. <laughs> It is. No, it's all good. But it's, it, as you know, it's all about having that, that full package when it comes to competition. And yep. It sounds like your training is going really, really well. So it's going to be yep. exciting to see this year. And this year, this year is going to be, it's going to be an interesting one because we yes. haven't seen anyone compete. Yeah. So we don't, we don't know what kind of shape everyone's in. And obviously yep. you, you youngsters make rapid progress. So the likes of yourself, Luke Richardson, you know, oh, Tom yeah. Stoltman, he's going to be, Real good. Tom Stoltman is another one. Trey He's Mitchell just... as well. Trey's a, a good. Oh, one. I love Trey. Trey's yeah. getting better. I've, I've, you know, I, I did you see his, his his what was it? It was like nine fifteen triple the other day. He did four <laughs> four like, four fifteen kilos something like that. Four ten. 
Oh man, that was uh, as the Stoltmans would say, he's that was like, spicy. Yeah, he's like, look <laughs> at me, guys. I, I'm I'm here quietly doing my thing. Yep. There's just more and more awesome guys now. It's the the standard in depth now is what impresses me. There's always been yeah. a handful of good guys. Now you go to World's Strongest Man, you've got 30 guys that are good guys. Exactly. You don't, you yep. don't get you know easy groups now at World's Strongest Man. Every single guy that goes there is good, and then it's all about being on form on the day, preparing yep. well on the events. And obviously, I mean, do you know the events yet? Um, I do, actually, yes. Excellent. Give uh, us a, what, what events have we got to look forward to at Worlds? Because I don't know this yet. Well, now I, I don't have the specifics on them. They gave me a very, very, very uh, generic kind of rundown on what the events are. But That's it's going to be a very truck. normal for Worlds. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be a, a truck pull, uh, squat, deadlift. I have no idea what kind of deadlift. Uh, circus dumbbell. Log press. Uh, what else is there? There's farmers. There's going to be farmers. Cool. Um, yoke. Stones, obviously. Uh, there's a couple more, but off the top of my head, I can't think of them. But, uh, oh, Hercules Hold is going to be making a comeback. Really? Yep. Mark Felix will be happy. Yeah. Yeah, I really <laughs> hope I'm not in his group. <laughs> but no, I, I love the Hercules Hold. It's a cool looking event and you just I know, right? It's yeah. like there was there was a shot that uh uh there was a shot that the giant slide photographer uh she took a shot of me when I was doing the Hercules Hold in Manchester last year and just a combination of like the the aesthetics of the event uh, the expression on my face, the backdrop of like all the crowd and then the lights from the ceiling. Like it was just an amazing shot. It was crazy. And I yeah. love that picture so much. Yeah. No, they get some amazing photos and um, the, 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 it's, it's a great event to get, to capture awesome photos. Cause all that you see is the pain in the athlete's face. Yep. The rest of it, we just stood there holding onto these kind of huge pillars. You see all the crowd in the background and then yep. you can just see that, you know, we're hanging on for dear life. And yep. I, I love it. Cause I don't know what you're like on those kind of events. I'm in pain from the start. Some people look like they're just kind of comfortable. My face looks like I'm going to drop within five seconds of getting into it. But I just <laughs> managed to keep holding on. You get some guys, they sort of have this poker face. They're absolutely fine, but their grip goes quickly. I, I look like I'm in agony from the start. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, uh, from what I've seen from the playbacks of the, uh, the Hercules hold, I'm a guy that will look calm and cool for about for the Hercules hold, maybe about 45 seconds. And then I hit that wall where I immediately <laughs> go from to just, just breathing really heavy and just focusing on holding on for dear life. <laughs> are you, are you going to go for, for the Phil Fister and give a speech of, of you're going to win world's strongest man one day while you're doing the Hercules hold? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'll come uh, up with a special speech just for it. Have you seen that clip? No, no, no. Phil, Phil Fister in one of his first worlds, he, he was going to, you know, he was, he believed he was going to win and he was there. He struggled with some of the, some of the other events, but he was on the Hercules hold and he put out this speech that he was going to, you know, win world's strongest man in the future. And the man came back and did it. That's oh. awesome. I might actually <laughs> do that. I might steal that now. <laughs> I might no, steal that now. It's a, it's a good mix of events, to be honest. I quite like the sound of them. There's some, some good ones in this. Oh, yeah. There's a little bit of something in there for everybody, which is something that I definitely appreciate. Yeah, definitely. It's, I, I, like, I like the variety. And I've, I've kind of said a number of times now, I want to see... I, I actually would like them to get rid of the groups at Worlds and just have 20 guys, 20 best guys from around the world that have qualified, and then a battle between 10... I say 8 to 12 events. You know, however that they wanted to do it. Interesting. 
That would be for Ooh, me. That would, you know, break them down into individual shows because you need the shows give people more yeah. airtime, and I, I think it would be an interesting way of doing it. But that would be actually pretty interesting. I never really thought of a concept outside of the the heats. You know, the, but the, the first yeah, world, the first few world's strongest man contests they were ten events, so there was yep. no heats, but it was just ten events. And then obviously over the years they've. I mean, this you know, if you're going to win world's strongest man, you usually got five or six events in the heats, five or six events in the finals. It's ten events, but it's two separate competitions. I'd like to see. 10 different events let's see who is the absolute best all-round athlete on the planet or strength yeah. athlete it would be a, a good way of doing it that would be interesting for sure absolutely would you be you be up for a show like that oh i'd do that in a heartbeat absolutely yeah awesome so Sign if we if i just we, like to compete screw it Sign <laughs> me up. so if you if you were kind of going to say say world's strongest man was six events in the final this year what six okay. events would you want oh uh circus dumbbell for reps easily uh, farmers, loading race. Oh, that was another one on worlds, by the way, was uh, loading race, but, um, loading race. Definitely. I'm very good at those farmers circus dumbbell. Um, it's not my strongest event and it would probably be where I would sacrifice a little bit of points, but I would like to do the deadlift anyway, because I really like, obviously the goal is to win, but I love testing myself and I love seeing where I'm at. So whether it would be for reps or max deadlift, uh, I'm game for a deadlift, throw a deadlift in there. Um, six events. Let's go with the classic log. I would like to do log for a max. I would okay. like to test my new log max. And then obviously we got to finish with stones, but a twist on it. I prefer to see the natural stones. I'd love, to I would see like to see the natural back. stones back, back in. I think that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. It's a lot harder than to, to really prepare for the event. And, yep. um, you've really got to kind of figure them out on the spot. It's, it's, a, it's a cool event, actually. It looks cool. Yep. You just get these big rustic stones that no one's really had the chance to train on, and it, it, it makes things a little bit more interesting. Yeah, it's uh, just an equalizer event. Yeah, definitely. How do you feel about the stone, you know, the um, Eliminator stone they've done over the last couple of years? Controversial. I'd say, <laughs> I'd say controversial because the, uh, the top two guys that go into the, the final event of the heats and the la the one spot that's up for grabs on the, uh, on the, the finals is it's, it's, it's an eliminating event because you're taking away all of the points. And right now the points don't matter. It's literally 100% who can just do the stone more. Now I like that because it tests people's grit. And uh, it really – it really – to me, it kind of shows who wants it more. Because if two guys are at the same level of uh, their stone-loading abilities, but one guy just has that burning desire as the other guy, he wants it, he just doesn't want it that bad, then the guy who wants it more obviously is going to win the event. He, and he should. So he should move on to the finals. Now, with that being said, there's the controversy about last year with the whole uh, Novikov and Mitchell thing. Yeah, uh, I'm assuming that's what you were getting at. Well, not just I, I've um, I've said it a few years now where sometimes you could have, you know, the, the, my only issue with it is a, is a qualifying event is yeah. that it's not deciding the title. You, you know, you could you could be like you said, you know, Trey Mitchell was, I think, seven points behind Novikov. There was yep. no physical way. Even if it was a normal event, he could have won that event. Um, what's his name? Um, Novikov. Novikov could have come last and still would have gone through to the final in, in normal yep. rules. And, and that they, would have been the problem I had with it too. Yeah. Whereas I think as an event, if you, if you were like a tiebreaker in the final or just like a, a normal show where people were tied to decide placings and stuff like that, I think then it's a cool event. Yes, I agree with that. 
that. I agree with that. It's just, I, I just, for me as a qualifying event, I don't like it because it puts too much emphasis on one event. And, yeah. you know, you, for, for instance, you, you know, you could be the best at farmer's walk in the world. So, you, you know, if, if farmer's walk was the last event, you'd be licking your lips. Whereas, yeah. you know, it, we've all got events that we, we, we specialize in. It's not like we're sprinters that are just doing one event. You, you, it's about being a good all-round athlete in Strongman. Right. So that, that's my only issue with it. But I, I do like it as an entertainment in terms of, right, you guys are tied on points. Let's hear who wants it more. Yep. You know, I, I like that kind of, you know, you've got to dig deep and just keep. I, I'd actually love, I've, I've said this before, but I'd love to see either Thor, Brian, or Tom on a 200 kilo stone over, Ooh. you know, that would be a battle. That would be Ooh. something to, to watch. That would be a legendary battle. It really would. That'd be crazy. I, I, that would I, be amazing. Someone needs to make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'd pay to see that. Definitely, definitely. So have you got any other contests that you've got lined up this year? Obviously, Worlds is like the only one that's sort of really confirmed right now, but there's a few other things I've heard of that are going to be happening. Have you had any invites um, to anything? Uh, I have an invitation to a Giants Live competition. I'm not sure how that's going to play out with the whole travel ban thing, so we're going to have to wait and see for that. Um, I'm really hoping that it goes through because it would be, it would be before World's Strongest Man, and I would actually really enjoy it. Uh, I would love to see all my strongman brothers again. Um, obviously, to get a to get the the wheels a little greased up for World Strongest Man, just to kind of loosen the gears a little bit. I think that would be really important. I think that'd be really good for me. But again, there's no way to really tell if it's even going to happen or not. So fingers crossed for that. But outside right. of right now, what's the travel like in the states? Is it is it kind of complete lockdown at the moment in terms of international travel? Uh, well, we can't go into Canada at all. Uh, we can still go to Mexico, and if I'm not mistaken, we have a ban on Europe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the rest of the world, I'm not entirely sure, but as that's, of right now, I think that's, that's what our ban. That's one of the the issues right now. I think for even for world's strongest man, is athletes getting to to, to yeah. America and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a, I know there's more important things than strongman, and you know I've I've, I've said this before, but for there all is. of us. When it's, it's your job at the end of the day these days, you know, it's, it's what you do. Yeah. Income. It's, the, it's what keeps you sane. It's what you put all your time and effort into. So it is, it is tough for athletes right now, especially when they, they can't provide for their families like they would. It's yeah. You know, it's hopefully, I certainly wouldn't want to be in charge of running the countries right now. <laughs> I'm no, glad no, I'm just a, a lowly strong man, just lifting some weights and not, not worrying. I'm happy with my weights and my food. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. But, um, you know, it's, it, it, it is a shame. I, uh, this year I was really looking forward to seeing some great battles, the giants live shows that were lined up, yep. the world ultimate Strongman shows, you know, the, the amount of Arnold shows that aren't happening. There, there were so many big shows yeah. that, that you potentially yeah, I was looking have been forward I was because uh, to touch on something what you said earlier, you said that Strongman gave you the uh, the ability to travel the world and meet all kinds of new people, see new things. Um, I actually helped. Strongman has actually given me uh, the privilege of learning something about myself, and that is that I actually really enjoy traveling. I before Strongman, I never left the country once. I've only been to a handful of states. Um, I've never really had any reason or interest to leave. And now that I've started competing in strongman, it's given me such a different outlook on life when it comes to traveling and experiencing different cultures, different foods, meeting new people, seeing new things. I really enjoy that aspect and I'm very privileged for what strongman has given me in that aspect. 
Um, so I was actually a little bit bummed about that too, because I was looking forward to uh, going to South Africa for the Arnold again. I wanted to go to Canada for the Arnold again. Uh, I was hoping to, def I wanted to defend my title for Giants Live North America so, so badly, so badly, so badly. Yeah. But it is what it is. These are the cards that we were dealt, so we just got to play them to the best of our abilities. That's just what it comes exactly down to. That. Well, well, kind of touching on that, where's your favorite place that you've been to so far? Ooh. Honestly, it's a tie between England and South Africa. Okay, very different, very different. Yes. <laughs> Two very different experiences, and both were absolutely unforgettable experiences. I, uh, when I went to South Africa, uh, Gerard, yeah, I, I went to uh, a, Gerard. He's a cool guy. I love Gerard so much. Me and him click so well. I love him like a brother. Um, I went to his animal sanctuary where I got to pet like lions and tigers yeah. and stuff. Completely unforgettable experience. Um, and then I would say for Giants Live in Manchester because that was my first arena show. Um, it was the first time I've been to Europe and it was interesting seeing the different culture and meeting new people and giving Luke Richardson shit in person. <laughs> <Fun>. <laughs> but um, but I was I was so I was humbled when it came to the arena show. I'm not even I'm gonna be totally honest. Like that was I knew that I was gonna be competing in front of a crowd. I knew it was gonna be in an arena. I knew I like I got to the show early before anybody even got in. So I got to see uh, all the production that went into it. And still, it just took me back by how awesome it was. It was it, an amazing experience. It's by far something I'll never forget. And it's honestly, I can't pick between the two. They're both fantastic experiences their own way. I, I remember seeing you in Manchester. Just, you know, you put on a brave face when you go out in front of the public, but I could see you were nervous and you were just kind of, you know, you were excited, enjoying the experience. And it, yep. that, that first arena show is incredible because they're so big now. Whereas, you know, oh, yeah. I, I, I sort of, I guess, I got to kind of experience, they just got a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger and a little bit bigger. And then we got these like big arena shows. Whereas you've gone in from like the smaller shows and then suddenly you're in front of 12,000 people. Yep. And you, you enjoyed yep. it. You were, you were straight oh, on the mic. Oh, I love the crowd. The crowd can boo the hell out of me. The crowd can cheer for me. I don't care. Being in that atmosphere is just fantastic. It's unlike anything else. I, I feed off of that. The energy from the crowd, that, that will make me stand out more. It'll make me more entertaining. I'll interact with the crowd. I'll do anything like the little stuffed T-Rex toy that I gave to the, the little girl. <laughs> it's, it's, I, it's really good. I love all of that. It's funny. I mean, we, we touched on it earlier. You get some people that love it. Some people that they're old school, they don't like it. But one thing yep. I'll say, you know, people have come to me. I've, I've, I've had a few people go, oh, I love, you know, Evan. He's really entertaining. He's a breath of fresh air. Oh, okay. And I've, I've had people come up to me and say, oh, you've got to make sure you beat that cocky American. You know? <laughs> I'm like, behind the scenes, he's just the loveliest kid. And I, I feel like, you know, like a, like a big brother to some of you, you, you kind of youngsters because you, you're all so respectful behind the scenes and then you get out there and it's like, so oh, yeah. I'm mean, going to kick your ass. If, if we, yeah, if we have, a, um, if we have uh, that kind of relationship like me and Luke Richardson, uh, we talk smack back and forth and all of that, but it's all in good fun and all of that. When I go out there, I, I, I turn the notch. So I, yeah. I'm a little bit more of a character out there. Absolutely, 100%. 100%. Awesome. Well, I look forward to seeing you in some of the, the big shows. Hopefully, if you get over to the UK, I will try and come and see you, buddy. Uh, yes, just before we kind of finish, where can the fans find you? 
Oh, I am on, uh, I have a Facebook athlete page at Evan T-Rex Strongman. I am uh, on Instagram also. I am Evan underscore T-Rex underscore Strongman. And uh, yeah, those are pretty much my two main platforms right now. I'm going to try to start up a YouTube channel maybe in the near future. So, Good man. Oh, well, I look forward to coming over to the States and training with you then at some point. And we'll, we'll have some fun. have an open invitation whenever you, whenever you come here, if you ever decide to come to for some weird reason Lancaster Pennsylvania <laughs> I have an amazing gym for you to train at I have a place for you to stay and and absolutely everything covered I will take care of you if you ever come here well I appreciate it man and likewise next time you're in the UK give me a give me a call we'll we'll, we'll hook up and we'll have some fun yes sir I most certainly will Guys, I hope you've enjoyed our chat with Evan Singleton. Mr. T-Rex himself, he's just rising up the scene in Strongman. Look out for him at World's Strongest Man this year and plenty more international shows. We will be back with more Talking Strongman soon. Remember to like, share and subscribe to the channel and we'll catch you next time.